welcome back. This is going to be my first actual podcast that's done on video because why the heck not? <laughs> um, it's always interests me to do it on video, but then you have the side of like you're just continuously watching yourself record it and that could get you psyched out and I'm kind of over that now because I feel it's really valuable to actually see someone if you want to watch it and the energy can transfer a lot more when you can actually see someone and you say are watching it on your phone or your laptop or whatever it is versus always just listening so I want to actually be able to offer that and I am now something's a little different I guess you haven't seen before if you've listened to my podcasts but it's a little bit different of a setup here. I'm hoping it all does work like Wi-Fi wise um, and that it's clear enough, but I'm actually in my in my home, my van. Well, mine and my boyfriend's van. But yes, I am in, in the van now and I've kind of taken a little break from doing the podcast because I've just been packing up my home, moving through my life and transitioning to a completely different spot and I didn't realize it would take as much out of me. Um, I did want to be recording the whole time and just updating on van life and sharing different things that we've learned learned along the way and all the fun stuff, but I just haven't. I've been really just trying to figure out myself in this transition, going through the emotions, not being too scared and falling into the fear and then also not <laughs> just all of the things that are everywhere. So I want to cover quickly what this episode is going to be about and then I want to dive into a little bit of I guess the change because if you're new and listening to this me being in van life may actually be interesting or if you've listened to this for a while you may have followed my story along on Instagram that I've been planning on moving into a van and that may be interesting so the first maybe I'll say it in, <laughs> I'll say it after but the first little bit will be about my life and the transition and how I'm kind of handling that and going through it and the second part of this episode I want to do on meditation and why the heck it may be for you and also scratch that actually because I don't know what's best for you at the end of the day I know it's impacted me and at the same time what I wanted the point of this episode to actually be about is the idea of a different topic around meditation because I feel it has such this idealized picture people have of it and you need to be a certain type of person it's really rigid and you just sit there and get peace in your thoughts and everything just drifts away and you feel so good and present and whole and then people just don't actually end up doing it and I think it can benefit a lot of people in my opinion in the effects that I've had it had on my life but I also feel like I could have gotten to the place I'm at now with it and maybe not been so, hmm, I guess I couldn't say that because I've always been quite curious in it, but I want this to be for the people that are like, I don't understand meditation. Every time I sit down, I just feel like it's pointless. So then I just don't do it. Why do you even want to meditate? It seems all woo woo and all these different things where it just seems so far away to even grasp where I feel like through my time of meditation, I've tried meditating for the past and have been meditating on and off for the past like I'd say like four years and when I started it was definitely not regularly even right now I meditated today for the first time in like two weeks um so it's not regularly but at the same time I feel like I just have more of a well-rounded view of meditation for myself that it's not something that's so 
big and scary and I don't have the resistance towards it as much because I can adopt it in my life day to day instead of it needing to be like this big beautiful 30 minute sacred practice where I feel enlightened after. I just want to share a different perspective on it that I may feel like could relate to some of you who are like it's just never worked for me. It just doesn't fit into my schedule. I just don't quite understand it. Why would I even want to start? So I want to dive into more of that because I've been having these conversations mostly with my partner Sam on just different perspectives that I feel like maybe are out there or as talked about as much because on Instagram everything's just a highlight reel and it's like all this sacred beautiful enlightened people and if you follow those type and it just seems so far-fetched especially when you're at the beginning and say they're years into it there's like a massive gap and I want to almost bridge that gap for people that are like I don't even know. I don't even know why this would help me and what the heck is it? So I want to get into that. But first, I want to get into a little bit of my life and what's been going on because I've had a massive change in my life, obviously. I'm literally living in a Ford Transit like cargo van. It's not one of the big ones you can stand up in. It's actually not much taller than my head right here. <laughs> so for me, living in a van has been an absolute dream I've always had. I have had kind of that like hippie live on the road, um, gypsy lifestyle I think my whole life and I've always been driven to it. Just packing a backpack and staying at my friends for a week and not really having all my things or loving the idea of camping or van and packing up a backpack and going to Thailand for a month and just living out of that and finding such peace and simplicity from it. Just having so little and being able to feel so much from it, especially when we're in a life now when like lots of us have ease and convenient within our homes, which is awesome. And I'm thankful for that, that we can just have it at our fingertips. Like if we want it, we can have it in our house and it just creates ease and comfort and all those things. But at the same time, the drive to do this life has been in my heart for like, honestly, as long as I can remember. So to actually be doing it, is kind of surreal and to be fully honest at this time period in the moment that I'm recording on September what is it 25th we've been out of our home for I'd say a month now no a week over a month now so we've been out of our home we packed up our home we went to my parents spent a lot longer there than we initially planned um, we spent 10 days there just fixing up the van a little bit. Now I will say we got so lucky by getting a van that had all of this work you see done. How cute it is. This was all actually done prior. The people that had lived in it before made it just aesthetically pleasing and adorable. So it was easy to be able to move into it and they were leaving everything because they were moving back across the world to Germany. So they were like, everything we've lived with in it, we're leaving and you can kind of just deal with it. So it made it e like beyond easy for us. We didn't have to do a full van conversion. We didn't have to learn all the things, which honestly, I absolutely love that side of things of like getting down dirty and doing the work and transforming something and making it your own. But instead we took those 10 days to do kind of aesthetic touch-ups and little things that we wanted so like I painted the cupboard faces even though they were already white I just repainted them white I wanted it fresh we sealed kind of the wood stuff that you see behind here 
we changed up a few things to make it, a, again, a little bit more ease and convenient for us in what we knew we wanted to do with it, considering we planned on leaving in August and being in it until January. So we had kind of like that five, six month time frame of full time living in the van. Now, as everything goes, you make a plan and then things change. And that's what happened. So after those 10 days of doing the things on the van, just soaking up as much time with my family as possible, because I actually want to talk about that first for a second, because as much as this has been my biggest dream my whole entire life, I have desired to just be on my own and travel and not really feel so stuck. And stuck isn't even the word. But not really feel like I needed to stay around my family and stay close or feel like I had that deep connection with the people here. So it was easy to just be like, why would I'm not going to miss anything. Why would I not just go and leave and do what I want? And the universe works in magical ways because within this past half a year since we knew this was like for real official, this is happening. We're going to live in a van. My boyfriend's going to quit his job and we're going to move on. I have became incredibly close with my family in that time. And it's not that I wasn't close with them before, but there was a distance. Like we just didn't all, there was lots of things going on. And within the past six months, I became incredibly close with them. Like me and my little sister became best friends after living in the same city for a couple years together. And we would hang out almost every day or every couple days. Um, my older sister had a baby. So being around and in my nephew's life, I'm getting emotional. Um, being around in my nephew's life was like the most important thing to me because I get to actually be there and see it. And I desire to have children so badly one day and actually getting to like be there and be the auntie role. And then being around my parents and realizing like, once you move, you only ever have a couple times with them when you see them. Like if you only see your parents three times a year and say you only have like 10 years with them, that's really not much time. And that was just all sinking in. All of it. Where in my mind before, I never considered any of it. I was like, I just want to be free. I want to find my people. Because my family didn't feel like my people. If that makes sense. And the universe works in ways where it's like, no, you're going to get close with your family. And then it's going to make it this much harder. And then the test is, are you still living for you? Or are you living for... The connections that you have. That was the biggest test. I thought I was going to be up and ready to go and leave. <laughs> no worries. And I second guessed and doubted myself so many times. Within the months leading up to getting a van and actually leaving. So many times. Because I was like how could I leave my family when we're this close? How could I just step away from everything and the connections that I've had when I see them so often? How could I miss out on my nephew growing up? Like I missed his first birthday. How could I do that? And it just, it honestly broke my heart. And it was a lot harder than I thought where there was a lot of emotion. But it really put everything into perspective of like, okay, am I living for me or am I living for others? Because although this is so freaking nice, I will always have that worry in my or always have that thought in my mind later on if I never did this, never moved on and did my own thing of what if? What if I did just leave? How good could it be? I would never know. I could stay comfortable and yes, there were so many reasons why. There's it's so good. I did not have to leave my situation. It was so wonderful. And 
at the same time I was like and also I just have to trust that the calling in my heart to leave and do this for me and travel and be on the road and move provinces after is also so of my heart that I have to trust that it's going to be just as beautiful and great too so there was a lot of trust in that and thank goodness in this time that my family was as supportive as they were because they were the ones that were like Jesse you've wanted this for life like I'm proud of you this is inspiring to see you go and do this so needless to say leaving and moving in a van because I will add in it's not like we're just leaving and then moving in a van and coming back to that city I am completely moving provinces after this. I will not necessarily, in my plans at this moment, be going and moving back in Alberta where I'm a couple hours away from my my friends and my life that I've had until the age of 25. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, hands down. It still obviously gets me pretty worked up when I think about it because it is big. And when you know time passes and people pass away things change it's scary to leave something when you want to soak up as much time as you have with it while you're there so the thing that I've wanted my whole entire life ended up being the hardest thing I've ever done in my whole entire life up until this point <laughs> and then just realizing within that that choosing you sometimes is choosing you lots of times is actually extremely scary nothing's guaranteed but at the same time, choosing you is absolutely beautiful because it gives you a lot of trust with yourself. You get a relationship with yourself and you experience a world and a life that you didn't ever really see possible and wouldn't have been possible by choosing to stay comfortable, by choosing to stay how you've been, and by choosing to stay always around the people that you love. Because... I bet after this, when I do see them, our relationship is just going to be that much stronger. The relationship with myself and trusting myself is going to be that much stronger. Because I trusted myself enough to follow my intuitive desires that have always been there. That tiny little inkling that's just like, this looks cool when you see someone else do it. And whatever that is for you. I know lots of people, van life is not it. They're like, I could not imagine. <laughs> But for me, that was that intuitive desire. Live on the road, be free, travel, move away from your family, move somewhere else, move to BC, don't just stay in Alberta. And I convinced myself, so I almost convinced myself so many times that like, this wouldn't be best for me because I loved where I was at. And that's a dangerous, slippery slope because it would have been easy it would have been really, really easy to just be like, you know what, maybe later I will. Maybe later I will. But at the same time, I've became more in tune with myself. I trust myself and my intuitive desires a lot more now since doing it. I miss my family, but I'm still close with them. I can still chat with them. And I know the relationships and friendships and the experiences I'm going to have are going to bring so much joy while doing this too. So it's trusting that. And it was terrifying because when I moved from my hometown the first time, I had that, I need to get out. <laughs> like I didn't like where I was at. And that's almost an easy reason to leave is like when we get so much discomfort in our life, it makes us change. That's awesome. 
I wasn't at that anymore. I was at that next level that was different than where I was at before. I changed enough, so I was different, doing different things. That became my new comfortable, that spot there. Even though it was like a step up from where I was at, that became my new comfortable. And I could have easily stayed there my whole entire life. There was no one poking and prodding me to change. They People were hopeful when I would talk about my desires, but nobody is like pushing you to that next level. Nobody was pushing me whatsoever. I had to be the one that was pushing me. <laughs> and that's when it gets really, really tough because I could have stayed there. I could have been happy, but then I would have died with that what if. What if I was 24 and I could have had the opportunity and actually lived in a van? What would that have been like? And to me, the choice of leaving my family being hard, but knowing I could in my 30s, 40s, 50s on my deathbed look back and have this what if, that to me trumps this hard right now. It just, when I would always go back to that deciding moment, I was like, I can't not because I would hate to die with that what if. My biggest fear is literally living and not achieving my desires and dreams and living a life that is just not taken advantage of. Fully experienced is what the word I want to use. It's just fully experienced to the com maximum capacity of like what I want, what excites me and saying yes and doing those things. And even though they're exciting and they're the dreams and the goals, it doesn't mean leaving from where you're at right now to go into those is any less hard. In fact, it's almost harder. And the universe will give you tests like it did for me of making me or giving me the opportunity to be so close with my family beforehand so then I could realize like you finally got the relationship with your family that you've always wanted <laughs> that you didn't think you'd ever have. So honestly, when I look at it, I'm like, I didn't have that relationship with my family in the beginning because it allowed me to have a bigger vision for myself outside of it. I think if I was super close with them, I wouldn't have had this desire to leave and run away and be on my own so much. So it gave me that. And then the universe tested me with it by then making me close and having it all come together to be like, does this really matter as much as you always thought? It's a test. The hardest things in life I find are like the biggest test. It allows you to show up for yourself and actually work through the hard stuff to get the things that you want. And oftentimes that's when we crumble. We'll have these big dreams and desires, yet when we're tested with something that like makes us have to go through something hard, that's when we crumble and we just go back to staying small. But that's the strength that we need to be able to hold what we know is coming, is by working through that challenging spot. So long tangent on that but at the same time it feels really good to just like get that out and talk about it because I don't really think I have there's only so much you can do on Instagram stories but I struggled and it was again one of the best things I've ever done there's definitely been days throughout when I'm just in bed and I'm like did I make the right choice I miss my family it's my nephew's birthday and they're all together and I'm like oh like this hurts but at the same time, if I was there, knowing that I could have been living in a van right now, that probably would have hurt as well. So it's been awesome that way. For where we're at right now in van life, like I said, it's been a just a week over a month. And we did van life for about one week. Um, we went to Revelstoke and all these wonderful areas within the week up to Sunshine Coast, British Columbia, where Sam's parents are from. 
and here this was kind of like our little spot we were going to wait here while we ordered Starlink and kind of just chilled out because we realized within the first week after having a month of like moving packing getting everything prepared getting the van buying the van <laughs> all the things that it wasn't really relaxing in that first week of van life because it is a lot of like you find a spot and then you have your night, but then you're wanting to enjoy each space, each place that you're visiting while you're there and get the most out of it. So you're kind of like, get up, like, let's do things. And then you have to make your meals, which is nothing is really as easy as when you just have a kitchen or you can sit dishes on the counter and be like, I'll get to those later. It's like, you need your dishes put away so you can drive. You need to get out the things to make your meal, then your dishes, then clean them, put them away. So it just seemed like a lot right off the bat no complaints it was just like it was not relaxing for the first week after having a really busy month and we came here to his parents and being on the sunshine coast it's like a vacation for me I'm not from here it's absolutely beautiful it's right along the ocean like so we just kind of really soaked in the time while we were here to be like let's just chill out and relax like oh. take an exhale and just soak this in and so that's what we've been doing <laughs> it's been just over i think like two weeks now or a week two yeah it's been two weeks and a little bit um oh that is maybe three weeks it's monday i think it's almost been three weeks actually my mind's just picturing it time's flying so it's been a couple weeks now that we've been here and it's been awesome to just reset refresh and almost act as if we're like living on the coast for a little bit I got to enjoy free yoga classes and do different things and just try to get out in the community and it's been really awesome I am kind of getting that antsy feeling where like I want to move on but my circumstances are a little bit different than what I initially again plans are never how we expect than what I initially planned and have actually put effort towards so I expected to be having my online businesses thriving at this time I expected to be having the sales from my online businesses of helping people get clean water in their home and ionized water in their health and then my other thing of like Cutco and all those things and my coaching that I've really been wanting to start but just every time I get to it it just it pivots a little bit and I'm like okay not quite yet I expected that all to be up and blooming and growing and I've been more dealing with my emotions on everything and actually what I want now that I'm doing my own thing and I'm in a different environment of who I want to become. And thank freaking goodness that I have the space to be able to do that because lots of people don't. It's like money is a big issue and it is still a daily stress of mine because I have a few more payments every month. It's not half as much as when I lived in a house, thank goodness. But that is still there. And but I am able to kind of just sit and be like, hey, what is it that I want to do in this version of who I'm becoming? Because I find when you're in an environment, your capacity for who you can become is capped off within the environment you're in, whether it's due to like the inspiration, the accessibility, the opportunity, the learning, all the things and the energy of people around you in that area. So you almost kind of feel like you can get to a point where you're like, there's not much more I can do here. And that's kind of how I was feeling. And now I'm in this place where I'm like, wow, the world is my oyster. <laughs> kind of cheesy, but it's like, literally, it's like, who do I want to become now? I'm in a place where people are artists and they're creative and creativity is the main way of people doing business. And it is so inspiring. And then there's that like 
I'm meeting that resistance again because I can see exactly how I am in the struggles that I am that I've been comfortable in or I can choose to expand. So I'm in this resistance period of like, whoa, this is all coming so quick. I'm living the dream I always thought or always wanted. Now I'm here and now I actually have to like up level myself. Although this situation has been such an up level already out of my comfort zone. And I almost just feel like imposter syndrome. A lot of imposter syndrome. Because it's like, am I really this person? <laughs> Can I really do these things that I want to do? Can I really make a living and be con consider myself an artist and actually do well? Do I take myself seriously working online? Do I take myself seriously enough that I could actually help people and coach? Who am I? Why do I want this? Like, I'm little Jessie that lives in my parents' house in small town slave, like, working labor jobs and living for the weekend so I could go to the bar and drink and just numbing myself by just smoking weed often. Because it feels good. It's chill. But I was 100% numbing myself. Am I still that? Or am I actually this version that I'm wanting to step into? And do I have the capacity to hold it? Do I have the responsibility? Can I handle that responsibility that it would take to help people navigate their lives and find more fulfillment and enjoyment or the skills they need to stand apart? And can I do that? And that's what I'm facing a lot of because when you say it out loud, it's like, oh, of course you can. <laughs> I couldn't you. If others do it, you could. But that's on one side. And then there's the fears that have always been unconsciously running the show that are coming up to the surface to be looked at, to be worked through and felt. Oh, that's a big one. Not worked through, not even processed, but just actually allowed to feel it. Oh my goodness. So that when you feel it, you heal it. And then it goes through and may come up later, but then I can fully show up as me. So it's been a lot. It has not been what I expected. It's brought up a lot of interesting things of me and like commitment issues <laughs> because it's big to just sell lots of your stuff, move into a van, have your boyfriend quit his job. I was like, do I really want this? Even though I love this person and been with them for four years, is this what I really want now? Is this a lot? Am I making them quit up on their stability to follow me and do this and not even follow me, but like do this life together? I've questioned every ounce of my being within this and I never thought this would happen. So, say the least, I don't know if everybody goes through this in van life. I really don't. But you don't really hear about it. You hear about, check out my meal. Day in the life, here's all these places we travel to. And it seems beautiful and it seems glamorous, but I have never heard about the work people do in van life to equip their mind and nervous system to be okay with the changes that this brings you. Maybe they don't. But this is what I've been feeling more so than come along on our adventures. And I have yet to do a van life, like, or a, a van tour. I've yet to do any of that. And that was like what I was going to do in the beginning. I was like, I'm going to get all this done. I'm so excited. I'm going to be like one of those van life Instagrammers and... Has not happened. I don't have as much of a draw to do it that way either because I want to be a lot more real of like, this isn't all it turns out to be. You can get just as much joy from building a bed in the back of your everyday vehicle and just camping for cheaper in the summer. 
simple that we did that for this past year and just would camp in the back of my vehicle and it was damn good <laughs> but then everybody's like gotta do van life and it's it's a real awakening that's for sure so <sighs> ah, that feels really nice to actually be able to talk about because you can only talk for so much on your stories you can only get so much across on just a little caption and it doesn't actually get out the whole thing but I feel safe in this space to be able to share that so my intro to this podcast ended up being about like 30 minutes <laughs> so you know what maybe I'll just leave this one at that maybe I will just leave this one at that because I'm feeling good with this I do want to do one on meditation and I think I will right after this but I think this can be an episode within its own because it is enough I don't need to add more right now. If you are here and still listening to this, thank you. But in my mind, all my other episodes, I always need to have something tangible. Takeaways, tips and tricks, and it needs to add so much value. But I started this because I just wanted to actually talk. I started my podcast because I just wanted to be able to share. Because sometimes it's hearing people speak and go through things that you can realize it relates to you in your life, even though your situation may not be similar. Sometimes it's nice to just hear someone else is going through it, yet on the surface it can look like something completely different. So I want to leave it with just this. My story of van life. How it's been within the first month and a half. It's been wonderful, but it's been a lot of change and a lot of confrontation of myself. And realizing, like, just realizing a lot about me and what I want. And having the experience of, like, hey, if I'm capable of achieving this within my life, what else am I capable of? And am I ready to hold it? And what do I have to release and shed so I can be able to hold it? Because I know deep in my heart I want to do some radically impactful things I do know I can help people and offer something and there's a part of me that also doubts that and fears that and fears what people will respond to that and think of that because it's really cool and lots of people support you when you're in the phase of talking about it and working on it but the backlash you get when you actually up level and achieve those things and you're really doing that and living different is not always the best and to be honest, I've never really had much backlash at all from, say, like, it hasn't been big like how some people get because I haven't really done the things to get me there yet, to have a lot of eyes on me. But it does really, really scare me to do those things. So I'm getting to really look at myself, getting to really look at what it is that I do want, getting to really look at how I want to show up. Getting to really look at my fears of being perceived by others and how I filter myself to try to be perceived a different way. Because that's been a whole other thing that has came up lately. So while I'm on this, another big part in this journey, because since I'm just going to keep this one as this episode, <laughs> is I've been working on The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And this book I have had for four years I ended up actually getting to go to her 
workshop in person four years ago in October. And it was really cool because I hadn't really started reading the book yet. I've heard about it. I knew about it. My mom ended up giving it to me and I ended up getting to go to our workshop and actually getting to see her as like an older lady and just hearing the stories of people in the crowd and being there. And it was really impactful. And I would open the book and I would start to read and I would start the morning pages. And I had one on an artist date and I love the idea of those two things. Yet every time, because it's a 12 week workbook, every time I would get to a certain point, before the workbook started, I would stop myself. And I'd say probably three, four times I started it, would start the morning pages, yet I wouldn't start the workbook part. And again, I believe everything has divine timing because I just had this resistance of like, I don't fully want to look at myself yet. I don't want to know it's going to come up with this because it's probably going to be a lot. And... I was sitting on the beach this time. It was one of the couple books that I brought with me. Even though I hadn't read it, I wasn't in the process of reading it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring this book. I decided to grab it one day and I was reading through it and I got to that same spot. She has it there. She offers a contract free to sign to yourself of like, I'm showing up for these 12 weeks. I'm taking care of myself, my diet, my health, my mind. And I'm committed to doing this for me and tapping into my inner creative. And it's basically that. So if you haven't heard of the book yet, I should describe this first. But if you haven't heard of it, it's basically how to like unleash your inner artist and inner creative. And that idea to me is so powerful because we all have the inner child. We all have our little child self. And oftentimes, or every one of us is an artist. We're all a creator, right? We create ideas. We create thoughts. We're all creators, which in turn, we are all artists. And... That idea to me is just flutter around with so many things like, oh, not me, like had resistance to it. But I sat there and I was like, if not now, when? Before I sign this contract. And that's kind of what came to my mind. If not now, then when? What am I waiting for? Someone to say I'm okay and good enough to do this? Someone to say I'm capable of holding myself accountable to finish the 12 weeks? Someone to say, hey, you're good enough. You can do this. <laughs> it's time. I'm always waiting for someone to give me that external validation. And I was like, if not now, when? And I gave myself the validation. I deserve to go through this workbook. I deserve to get the results from it. I deserve to tap into my inner artist and show up in a way that's creative and fuels me. So I went on that tangent because how I said I filter myself. I'm really realizing that throughout this book. I'm two weeks into it now. I'm just starting my third week today. And through it, it talks about a lot of like our inner critic and bringing up things and then talks about how we need to show up from a space that fuels us and not doing it for the sake of others. And that is huge for me because throughout actually showing up, I would like to say, yes, I showed up and shared things that were interesting and that were on my heart and my desires and what I was excited about. And I did. But I always come back and always came back to that same feeling of stuckness of say I would do a week of showing up really good. Then I would feel stuck. And I'm like, why does this matter? Why do I feel this way? Like I would just feel almost depleted. And I realized through doing these workbooks and these things, it came to me one day, I was like, oh, I've been sharing what I think others expect me to share. 
I've been sharing the stuff that's easy to digest, like gratitude and these on top, not surface level, but surface level things that people can't really hate you for because it's not much of an opinion. But the things I deeply desire to share are kind of controversial, are kind of not going to make people feel comfortable, may trigger a lot of people. <laughs> but it's those things that actually literally have me well up with passion and excitement and anger and sadness all in one of like, oh, like just such a feeling of ignition in my body of like, this needs to be shared. Why aren't people talking about this? It makes me literally like sad and excited to my core of like, this is something. And then I water it down. I water it down enough to where it's not going to cause any heat. It's not going to cause any tension. Oftentimes I just wouldn't even say it. I'd see a post and be like, oh my God, Sam, look at this. Like I'll share it with my, with my boyfriend. But to the outside world, I don't want to trigger people. I get triggered by triggering people. That's something that I'm now working through in this book of like, you gotta be okay with being misunderstood because everybody will misunderstand you. <laughs> everybody takes things through their perception of their reality, not by what you actually say. That's still terrifying. Easier said than done. Because within the past couple of years, you can't really say much without getting a lot of backlash if it's against the society's kind of topics that say the education or the news system would allow you to see. That's not the way I think. That's not what resonates with me. It's been completely opposite to be the honest, to be completely honest. I've had a lot of different opinions. I've felt a lot of resistance towards society on those opinions, regardless if I've said it or not. I've seen from other people saying the things that I've wanted to say and backlash. Thank goodness for strong people speaking up because they've been that guiding light within this. But for myself, I've done a little bit and then I get small. But then once I do that little bit, I almost have like that, the disgust in myself for watering myself down. I get sick of myself because I'm not talking about things that really light me up. I'm talking about things that I care about, but not ones that literally get my soul on fire. I'm like, more people need to know this. I am a passionate freaking person and I don't show that. Maybe you think I do. Not to the extent. Because in my mind, I always wanted to be easygoing. I wanted to be chill. I wanted to be liked. I didn't want to have people not like me. I wanted to be friendly for everybody. Talk about people pleaser. Could have wrote it on my forehead. Like, major people pleaser. If you have an opinion, if I don't agree, I'll just say yes. <laughs> I'll just sit there, keep my mouth shut. And it's been actually making me feel so stuck. I'm realizing, finally now, I'm realizing where the stuck feeling comes from. It's from not sharing my truth. Then again, more work. More feeling the feelings. More, instead of trying to process the fact that I'm an emotional person who's passionate, feeling the sadness I feel from not being able to share that fully. Feeling the scarcity and actually being able to admit to myself that I'm terrified. I'm scared. <laughs> I have fears because in my mind, the logical side is like, yeah, you have fears, but it doesn't make sense to have fears because it's not true. And this and this and this and this. And then I rationalize it why I shouldn't actually be emotional. And that's my processing. 
I don't think that's the best way to do it personally, in my opinion. <laughs> and I'm learning that. But it's like, sometimes you don't need to process it. You need to feel it. That is huge. I'm realizing that. So there's been a lot of days when I'm just allowing myself to have this fear and actually cry about it. And allow, like, my inner self. Like, what would I say to her if I seen her and be like, I'm scared of people being mean. Because <laughs> when I say that, I'm like, get over it. <laughs> More, or what did someone say? That bad publicity is still publicity. It's like easier said than done, man. What if your child said that? Or your inner child? We give a lot of grace to those ones. So I've just been allowing me, as my inner child, to just cry about it. <laughs> when I realize it. Or maybe not even cry. Whatever that feeling is. Because I want you to be able to, if you can hear your story through this or something resonates... I don't want you to just be like, hey, I need to cry about it, but I haven't felt like crying. If you feel like showing rage for those things, there is some things where I'm just angry, fucking angry that I've been such a people pleaser. I will let that part come out when it's there. Sacred rage, huge thing. Take it into a space, hit something, physically shake it out. Like, be angry. Allow it to move through your body because until we do, it's stuck. It's staying in here. And that's where lots of it's coming up from. The more you uncover things, the more it pours out. And it's not like it's all coming from right now. It's coming from many years of you never allowing yourself the space to have it come out. And I'm realizing that now. And there's lots of days when I'm like, oh, I thought by doing this work, I would be more or, or I would be less sensitive. No. We are extremely sensitive beings and we are taught to detach from those sensitivities through small things of like little, little things of literally when we want to cry when we're younger, it's like, shh, you don't need to cry. You're okay. It's like, but the emotion I'm feeling in this moment allows me to cry and then we suck back. We don't allow the emotion or we're overly emotional people. We're excited and we want to cry and you can tell people get uncomfortable. So you suck it in. Our brain and our body disassociate. We from each other and like disconnect and we don't allow ourselves to feel those things it does not mean it's not always there it means we've numbed it out when you start doing the work it'll come up more you will actually be more sensitive but as you do the work you have more tools to hold yourself in those sensitive times that's the greatest thing is like while i do this yeah i'm sensitive but i also know about these things like sacred rage allowing myself to cry holding myself within that actually legit like hugging yourself and allowing yourself to cry the amount of times that is just I've hugged myself through something and the tears just come and come and come there may be no memory that comes up with it no reason or thought of why you're crying and then it also may come up and then there is little visualizations or thoughts or things or ways you felt or memories it's like, whatever it is for you, allow it to come out. Because I guarantee you, you will feel better after you cry. It's not going to be there forever, that feeling. But it will come up. And then once you've allowed yourself to feel it, that's it. Because in my mind, like I said, my processing was like, logically, it'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> figure it out in my head on like how it's not true. It's not this. It's not that. And it's like, I've needed to allow myself to feel these things and just accept that like, I have feelings, I have fears, I have worries, I have doubts from now, from past, from generational, all of it. And it's all, yeah, came up. 
so <laughs> I feel like this has been so all over the place but also feels so good for me because this is exactly the conversation that I've been wanting to have for so long it's unfiltered I didn't have notes I completely went off the topic that I was going to talk about of meditation <laughs> and instead talked about me and how am I really doing and how I'm going through it and more or less just like verbalize verbalizing just like the process of all of it because as I'm sure you can tell I got a lot going on in here <laughs> I think a lot and I try to be productive and all these things and it's like sometimes that actually doesn't matter and sometimes people just need to hear someone go through what they're going through so they can realize they're on the same page or they can relate or they're going through the same things or they felt the same things. So maybe there is some value you can take from this. I didn't give no Timbit. I didn't give no trick. I didn't give no valuable insight and takeaway to do journal prompt or something that in my mind I would consider as like worth it to record and worth it to post. But this is me honoring me and this is me sharing myself through a way that I feel creative and one of the affirmations is the creativity brings love and trust. Through sharing my creativity it brings love and trust. It brings forgiveness in myself and within others and I've never really felt that more because right now in this time it's 45 minutes of me talking about myself and taking up space. And that scares me a little bit. And if I think about it anymore, I'd be like, talk myself into a reason why I shouldn't post it. If I watched it back, I'd convince myself, oh, I made this face this many times, I shouldn't post it. And judge myself. But I don't want to judge myself anymore. Because my judgment of myself doesn't allow others, or doesn't... It doesn't allow others to see that they shouldn't judge themselves either if I'm just continuously judging myself and only putting out a filtered version of me. Because then others are comparing themselves to that. Or at least I'm assuming people are because that's exactly what I do. When I see this prim and proper and perfect version of someone, I'm comparing myself to that and I'm like, why am I not like that? Realizing that they may have filtered themselves, they may have done many retakes, they may have had it scripted, all these things. And the comparison of that kills. So it's like if I'm going to give anyone comp to compare to, I want to give people the real. <laughs> the real shit so they're like, oh, oh wow. I want to be more open. I want to be more honest. I want to do these things. So welcome to my thought process. If you're still listening or watching, honestly, thank you so much for being here. Because I feel a world of a difference just actually finally sharing me in a way that I don't think I have before in a way that I'm excited to share because I know if I want the relationship the connection and to coach and help people the way that I do I need to be all of me or I'm not gonna get the right people and maybe not even right people is the word but like the most aligned people that are looking for someone with this energy to help them or to connect with I'm going to get people that are only relating to the the filtered, not real version of me that I'm showing up with a fear of being perceived. And that's not very genuine. That's not very real. And if I want those things, I have to be those things. So 
here's me being all of me <laughs> and thanking you for for being here and showing up and I do want to end off with just a a breath so if you want to join me with that please do because if you haven't yet today or you have you just want to take a little connected breath to know that like the light in me sees the light in you and I see you and I get you and I hope you see me and get me for all that you can so as well as take this breath whether you're driving or sitting or walking or laying down or watching this you can close your eyes you can do whatever but just empty empty your belly empty everything and then take a nice long exhale in through your nose and just hold for a second and release oh, I feel good I hope you feel good I hope you got something from this and that you know you're not alone in anything honestly ever because if you're hiding something and going through life most likely lots of people around you are hiding the same things or something similar but different we're all just scared to show it because it makes sense life is scary these fears are real but we need to feel them because it's all the humanness so i hope you have a wonderful day and if you've made it this far I appreciate you, thank you, and I'll see you on the next episode.